it's a sort of what it's like with the idea of self. The selfing is an idea. The mental process is producing. Maybe it's so it can organize what can't be organized. Maybe it can sort of make sense of what it can't make sense of by putting a like a flag in the middle of the river of life. Yeah, maybe it gets a sense of all right. If I put the flag there, I can call it a river, and it's I can see how the river relates to me as the flag. Maybe who knows? But the point is, you didn't have it when you were a baby. Yeah. There's tons of research about it. There's no sense of being separate or another when you're a little baby, when you're when your baby is uh, here. And then we grow into it, yeah? There's a growing into this sense, and the mental process gets strong, and it starts thinking from the point of view of being the thinker. And it starts looking at life from the point of view of being the one who has the life, yeah? The one who's living the life. <clears throat> and it starts grabbing more and more of our attention. When you were a kid, you were running around, and, you know, when I would be playing when I was a kid, I didn't have a thought that I about next week, time hadn't set up yet, so I wasn't worried, will I be playing next week? Because I had no idea of next week, yes? So, because I was here, because I hadn't thought I could be anywhere else, there was no need for much improvement here. I was, didn't have a drive to learn how to meditate or go on retreats or... Anything, everything seemed to be okay. I wasn't in an abusive situation, and it was just fine and damn to be in a kid because I couldn't think of anything else. You know, I wasn't walking around my house thinking my room was small and my mother was ugly and why am I not wearing gap clothes and stuff like that. I had none of that going on whatsoever. And it was a freedom because I hadn't entertained all these possibilities, which I find are truly insane actually. But now that seemed to be the norm, you know, like I could be somewhere other than where I am. To me, that sounds incredibly insane. But most of the most the mind's interpretation about life is based on that assumption that it I I don't have to be here right now, but you are, you know. Or same thing when a feeling arises, there's the seeing of the feeling, and then the mental interpretation may be I don't want to feel this, but you've already felt it. <laughs> There's already been a conscious engagement with the feeling, or you wouldn't have the opportunity to say, I don't want to feel it, yeah? And it's all, it's a little too late, yeah, after the feeling's already been engaged with through what I believe you really are, which is awareness or consciousness, yeah? Then the mental interpretation, which is coming from a brain, part of the physicality jumps in and says, I'm the one who's conscious, yeah? So now, as soon as it takes the idea that I'm the one who's conscious, it has this belief that what is shouldn't be, you know? I shouldn't have to feel this, but I'm feeling it, yeah? In other words, it takes, a, it, it puts a, an interpretation on consciousness, which is just, just like if your eyes open, whatever flies by, you're going to see it. Now, you may have said, I didn't want to see a cuckoo today or a crow, but you will see one if your eyes looking in the direction where a crow's appearing. It doesn't have, it's not following your edicts, you know what I mean? It's just consciousness is in contact here, happening through this apparatus, and then there's an afterthought that it's about me, and then that me comprises an insane amount of assumptions that it shouldn't have to be this way, let's say. Or, I, you know, I did, why did I think that? You know, why did I think that terrible thought today? Well, it's all based on the fact that the idea that you shouldn't have thought that was, is based on you being the thinker, isn't it? 
If you just saw thoughts as things that are arising, then you wouldn't have an opinion, so the opinions would be so strong about them because they wouldn't be about you. Yeah? They would just be thoughts yeah, going on. But because there's a prior thought to all the other thoughts, which is I'm the thinker of these thoughts, then it unleashes the dogs of the mental hell to have tons of opinions about the thought that just was seen. Yeah? Why not have the sense of the seeing of the thought to begin with? Maybe if your attention stayed there a little longer than a nanosecond, <laughs> there would be a sort of uh, a pause that you would then see how the mental process downloads meaning into the thought. And if you saw that happen, and you would see that you had nothing to do with that, yeah, nothing whatsoever, that you're the seeing of that, yeah, and that the thought isn't bringing the meaning to you, you're, the mental process is giving the meaning to the thought. You're not, you haven't been privy to that. You believe the thoughts were driving you crazy. But the only thing that can drive you crazy is you. Yeah? A thought can't drive you crazy. <laughs> a thought is just a thought. We can have the exact same thought, and based on our seeming condition, the thought will have maybe a lot of influence on you and not any on me, or a lot on me and not any on you. So it's not the thought. If it was, then the thought would have the same effect on everyone, yeah? Yeah. So it has to be, so where is the thought getting the meaning that it has? It doesn't come with that meaning. It's more like a vehicle, that when something sees it, and then the mental interpretation arises and claims to be the thinker of it, that mental interpretation gives it the meaning. Yeah? The conditioning that this brain and this body and this mental condition has taken in now waits latently like an imminent possibility and it gets a chance to manifest through the vehicle of the thought. Yeah? But there has to be a bridge from all this meaning to the thought. And the bridge, we play that role. Or we don't play the role. If we don't play the role, there's immunity to thought. If we play the role, we're at the effect of the thought. Yeah? The play the role is the bridge, and you could use, and it could be called, instead of the bridge of size, like an old album, you could just call it the bridge of my. M-Y. Yeah? So the bridge of my... Yeah, as soon as the thought is coupled with the idea that it's my thought, that my allows all this possibility. You can't see it until it manifests, but it's there. There's like mental cloud, like the internet cloud. There's like a cloud of a lot of ideas and beliefs and thoughts and feelings and this and that that are waiting to hatch here. They can't bring about their own birth, but they birth through us. Yeah. So here's the thought coming. I think it's about me, or I'm the thinker of it. That opens up this little door, this little portal. The thought meaning doesn't go there. The portal, the meaning comes from the portal. The thought, the meaning, the thought didn't bring the meaning into the portal. The portal downloads into the thought. Yeah, it's important to see because in this part you're a victim. The thoughts are fucking with you. That's a bad position to be in, as you know, in any aspect of your life. If you're the victim, you're screwed in a lot of levels, yeah? This is more about taking, it's not an empowerment, there's no one to be empowered, but it's power, is to see how it's set up, the car, horse and the cart, yeah? 
So, okay, so here's the thought, do, 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 and I'm not feeling well. So I'm pretty open to any possibility up in this little fucking cloud of Paul. Yeah? I'm not feeling well, I'm feeling a little shitty, and this and that. So a thought about, this is going to last forever comes. Yeah? Now, if I was healthy, I would just see it as a crazy thought. But now, it sounds pretty good. So, Jesus, now this thing gets injected, which has time in it. And so now the feeling bad that I seem to be in is turns into a depression that I'm definitely going to be in for a rather long time. The thought didn't bring that about. Yeah? It was the relationship with the mind through the word my, which is my mind, with the thought as the thinker. That's what gives it the power. Yeah? To not to, to try to get immunity from thought by not and not look at that is a is a fool's journey to me. You know, you can try all your affirmations as you want. You'll still believe if a really crazy, insane thought comes through, you'll take it to be real. That's your lost right there. This is about seeing where it's coming from, how it's working, and then recognizing what's the quality that's not being honored in this event. The seeing of it. Yeah? What's allowing a thought to hatch? There must be consciousness of the thought. Or a thought would come and go and there would be no ruffle, there would be no, there would be no tremor, there would be no uh, echo produced. So there's an awareness of it, yeah? If the awareness could just be seen as with the thought, it would be a clear experience. But the awareness gets co-opted by the mental proprietorship. The mental process is, I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's seeing. And now that awareness is now co-opted and is used to infect the thought with old fucking meaning, with old ideas, with old beliefs. Yeah? One thing goes wrong, oh, the whole day's going to suck. Whatever it may be, you know your own flavors. You've lived under them for quite a while. How are those flavors being injected into... It's like Baskin and Robbins. Instead of 28 flavors in the same fucking ice cream, it's like maybe 53. You know? Nothing's ever going to work out. I'm everything... I'm never going to be loved. Terrible things are going to happen to me. They're all the same freaking themes going over and over and over and again, injected into thoughts all the time. Yeah? And we're reacting to it <coughs> as if it's so. So... Basic thing is, it's false evidence that ha- appears real. Now, for something that's false to appear real, there must be someone that it appears real to, because it can't appear. It can't be real. It can only appear real. Yeah, false evidence appears real. It can't be real. Yeah, false evidence being real just doesn't work. Yeah, false evidence appearing real. How does it appear real? There must be a someone that it appears real to. Yeah. (laughs) Because you and I can have the same false evidence running in our head, and one day, if you're not feeling well, it will appear real to you. The next day, if you're feeling good, it won't appear real to you. You'll have immunity to it one day, maybe ten minutes before, ten minutes later you have no immunity to it. Yeah. So the false evidence needs a someone or something to appear real too. That's what this whole life is about. Everything is seemingly here. Everything appears to be true or false to us. 
Yeah? Everything appears to be true or false to us. It's a statement a lot of people miss in recovery. They say it in the, in one of the forwards. They say, we are a hundred men and women who recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. It doesn't say that. It says, we are a hundred men and women who recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It's totally different than hopeless state of mind and body. If it was a hopeless state of mind and body, no one would recover. It would be hopeless, you know? If it, was, if it was truly hopeless, it, your move of keeping getting loaded was a damn good idea. Put off the inevitable. It's going to be so fucking unbearable if this ever catches up to me. I'm just going to stay as loaded as I can until it catches up to me. That's a bit, damn good amount of logic if it was a hopeless state of mind and body. But he says seemingly hopeless. So if you look at the definition in the, in, in the dictionary, one of them is, it appears to be true or false to you. That's the whole play here, isn't it? It's a subjective experience. Things are appearing to be true or false to us all day, based on the condition we seem to be in, yes? Now, if the condition is a mental one, it's very, 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 uh, it changes quite a lot, isn't it? If it's an emotional one, it changes quite a lot. Is it a physical one, it changes quite a lot. But let's use the terminology, if it's a spiritual one, that doesn't change quite a lot. That's reliable. Yeah? If the spirit is of light or awareness, then that's a damn reliable place to look at things from. Yeah? So if you're seeing it from there, false evidence will usually be appearing to be false to you. <laughs> you will have immunity before the fucking egg hatches it will have already been dealt with yeah you will see it as false evidence and that will be that its effects will be quite limited because its effects the power to affect comes from you not from it from you from your believing it it sort of makes it so like Jesus supposedly said it is done according to your belief as you believe so it is it's very, in a sense, it's very true. It's a workable thing that's going on here all day. So what would happen if my condition wasn't based purely on physical, wasn't based purely on physical mental, wasn't based purely on physical mental emotional, wasn't based physical mental emotional uh, material, wasn't based on all those things, because they can come and go and move around quite a lot, but was based on something that doesn't come and go and move around quite a lot, but is the primary context of this whole experience which is consciousness I would say even awareness is more more clearer than that consciousness is an activity here awareness is something that isn't an activity yeah it's infused in all activity but it's contextual so there that if you could if your mind could rest there let's say a little bit then it could find a reliable condition to be assured of yeah faith would spring an incredible amount of immunity to the things that come and go. Yeah. And then what would happen is you would start having downloads about your quote-unquote own imprisonment. You would recognize it. You would see how it's set up and it's not a stationary prison that you go in and out of, but it's a mobile prison. You're setting it up and constructing it everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> you would see it seeing it and seeing it and seeing it and every once in a while maybe just once the interest and attention wouldn't be on the mental interpretation that you are finally seeing the truth it would be on the pure seeing yeah you 
a large part of something in you would finally rest on the true source, the seed, and it would make a huge effect. It would have a huge effect. Maybe, maybe one could just change the calibration of your mind. Maybe you'll have to have three samples and go back and seemingly forth. But maybe one time your mind alights on it and goes, aha, that is what I am. I'm not the physical, I'm not the emotional, I'm not the mental, I'm not the material, I'm not a thing, I'm not of time, I am of that, that scene. Yeah? Give up the false sense of being a noun and just indulge in what you truly are, which is the verbing of life, you know? In a complete sense of being that's not in the process of becoming... It's not attempting to culminate anything or reach a crescendo. Basically, its main movement maybe is to express, yeah? So it's not of time, because everything takes time here, because it's beginning, middles, and ends. It doesn't have a beginning, middle, or end. It's complete in and of itself. It's not of time. Wouldn't you like a little bit of that in your life to influence all the comings and goings? All the fluctuations in your mental states, your emotional states, your physical states, your material states, your, your, you know, situational states, wouldn't you like a little bit of that as an incredible leavening agent, yeah? Where your mind would finally find something that was worthy to rest on, yeah? So it's, in a sense, when the mind has been captured by this mental process, you would call some of its activity its, its idea of rest would be obsession with self. That same mind, when resting in this, is, it's called abidance in the truth. It's so trippy. In spirituality, they call it the abidance in the truth, where you're truly resting in this state of reliability. And then that same energy, if co-opted by the mental process, is called obsession with self. One drives the one crazy, the other shows that there is no one yeah, to be driven crazy. So no matter how much the mind is driving the one crazy, you're not being affected as that one that's being driven crazy. Yeah? You don't have to wait for the mind to finally not drive you crazy. You just realize you're not the one that it's driving crazy. Yeah? So, that co-opting of the conscious contacts, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, and the mind sees thoughts like the eye sees birds, yeah, fly by. So, those six senses, which consciousness is moving through to have contact here, yeah, instead of being co-opted by this mental eye, that I'm the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, now you get the sense of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. You get the sense of the true rhythm of life. You're at the pulse of the real living. And you realize what was missing in your life was just that. Yeah? That is that in, in the truest sense, you were missing out of your own life. What you truly were wasn't being honored or attended to or even noticed. It was just being swamped by a mental interpretation. 
and then stretched out in time so that you would forget the constant <coughs> expression of love, which is when the seeming problem is appearing, the solution is always there. Yeah? When the seeming problem doesn't appear, the solution is always there, but there's no, name, there's no need to name it a solution. When the problem appears, the solution is always there. What happens in time is never going to outdraw timelessness. Yeah? What happens somewhere in a special, unique little mental corridor up there is never going to beat everywhere to everywhere. Yeah? So your head gets calibrated, your mind gets calibrated in a new way. Instead of being interested in all, in all the thoughts that are about you in the past and the future, you're interested in what's happening now. <clears throat> it doesn't take any thought or effort. It's just the interest and attention has gotten off of that dead horse that's romping and galloping in time. What's going to happen to me? What happened to me? What's going to happen to me? It's not going fucking anywhere. It just seems to be galloping here and there. Yeah, you're off the dead horse, and now you're actually living in the one moment that's truly alive, which is now. Yeah, and you're aware of that. You're honoring. You're on the pulse. You're you're here, and you have an immunity to there and then. Yes, what's not happening doesn't have the power it used to have to affect you, because it needs a you to do it. Yeah, there's got to be a you to be affected by what's not happening. Yeah? The you, the self, has to be remembered because it isn't so. Yeah? What's so right now needs no advertising. It doesn't need any validation. It doesn't need an affirmation. You don't have to coax it into any existence. It is what's so. What isn't so has to be remembered to seem to be so now. And that's what the mental process does by all the thinking about you. It thinks about you in the past, thinks about you in the future, and it goes, I was there, I'll, I will be there, I am here. <laughs> that's its logic. I was there, look at all those pictures, look at all those memories I have. I will be there. Why do you think these worry, this worry is so valuable? It's about me. I'm concerned what's going to happen to me in the future. It's quite a, that's a worthy thing to be worried about. So, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. Yeah? That's its only proof, because you can't see it. Ask, find, try to find it. Try to find the driver inside. <laughs> but if you think, if you think about you, you'll always find you. You'll find you in the past, You'll find you in the future, you'll remember it, and then you'll have a sense that I must be that now. But it's not true. Yeah. The, the, that, that logic can be broken by simple investigation, you know, by a simple entertaining of the possibility I may not be that. It can break the whole illusion. Like, what, it's like, you know, when they have those huge panes of glass and you find the center of the glass and you just hit it and it cracks the whole thing? That's exactly what it's like. You find the center of this huge mosaic of seemingly so, which is, and use the center, the sense of being you. You hit that, and it... And instead of having this tinted look of life, you now start seeing it, yeah? 
You start seeing it, not with this fake color of I, me, my, but you start seeing, like my friend says, you'll see blue is blue and red is red and green is green. You'll start recognizing what's so. Yeah? With no thought or effort on your part, it will just be a natural attribute that you're aware of, that you weren't before. Yeah? It's not like it grew, it was always there. It was a possibility that wasn't being entertained, so it didn't find fruition here. Just like all those possibilities of insanity that we have been entertaining have found fruition here. They have had, they have had the chance to have an effect at least on one of us here, you know? At least on this little possibility called this action figure. Yeah? They've had their ability to manifest finally and affect something here. Yeah? What would happen if we entertain other possibilities? Check out their effects. For me, entertaining this possibility, its effect has been long-lasting in this, in this scheme of time, that I have been able to travel lighter over a long period of, of life, yeah? Through all the geography that life has in store for, for us, yeah? It didn't change the geography, it just allowed me to travel lighter overall. That's a damn good effect, I'd say. So you know the tree by its fruits. You can't know the tree... But I can see it intimates what it is by how it appears through me yeah, and through others. Yeah. Like joy is just one note out of its huge symphony. When you have unbidden joy arise, it's just one little note out of a huge symphony of possibility of that. Yeah. When you get these pale reflections, it intimates the source that's unspeakable. And it brings you down to your literal and figurative needs, you know, in a way. And there's an honoring of that which can't be honored, in a sense, you know. Just and it's been going on now for a while, you know. It's sort of what, could you see, ever see a movie, you, ever, you could have a show where for, they could take a show that was a drama, a drama for ten years and suddenly flip it into a comedy. That's what it's like. So here's the drama, taking self too seriously. <laughs> and then something happens and there's like a, a relief from the bondage of self and then that drama, that which was a drama seemingly, is now a comedy. What you used to get so fucking affected by and take it so seriously, you're laughing your balls off, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just hilarious how, what a small little skit it's running all the time. <laughs> but it's the sort of, it's the power of the audience. The movie doesn't matter much. It's the audience is what gives it the meaning it has, yeah? You can make it into a drama or you can make it into a comedy. I've had it both, to tell you the truth. And I'll tell you, I'll go with the comedy any day. <laughs> it's really... It's, <laughs> it's just a much lighter way to go. <laughs> the thoughts are, have some doozies, man. You know? They pull up like a dump truck. The mind injects a lot of meaning, and then you're the pit where it's dumped on. <laughs> and you don't see it, like the Course of Miracles says... You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot we're dreaming this place, and yet we get. Then we give everything, all the power to affect us. Yeah, 
we, we don't realize the thoughts powers from us by us believing we're the thinker of it or it's about us. Yeah? We're not trying to change 70,000 thoughts. We're just questioning one, which is, are you the thinker of them? Are you the thinker of the thoughts? If you're not the thinker of the thoughts, I'm telling you, we'll find out. It's better to find out. But in my experience, the intensity and the weight of all the thoughts changed. Every damn thought that came through my head was lighter based on the idea of not being the thinker of it. Yeah? Every damn one of them. Like right off the top, at least 10 pounds off of every one of them. So instead of walking around with like 10,000 pounds a day, I'm walking around with like 4,000 pounds. It's a lot nicer. <laughs> Don't you keep the good ones? No. <laughs> they go out with all the rest. <laughs> Just let them keep going. <laughs> but what never changes the see is the seeing of them. Yeah. It has just such a long-lasting hit when it finally hits you that I'm not, you know? How could I not be that which is seeing all of this? So look at time, yeah, time. I was into time yesterday because this meeting I went to, they're talking about a day at a time. So I was looking at time and uh, how the idea of time drives us quite a lot here, doesn't it? Yes. In the way the world is set up, but also just in the mental condition, you're always being driven by thoughts that are drenched in time. Yeah. It's very hard to stay with what you're doing because there's always a reason why you need to be doing it and it should be leading to another point. And there's this mythical arrival date where when I arrive there, it will make all of this fucking crazy shit probably worthwhile. And then I should get to a point where I'll be chilled out. Yeah? That's the point of the arrival. But, you know, that's when I'm going to make it. Yeah? When I get there, everything will chill out. All this had a purpose. It was just to drive me to this point. And when I hit that point, then its purpose will be done and it won't drive me anymore. Has that worked out for you? Or do you go right as soon as you hit the arrival point, it's, it becomes a destination, you know, there's a new destination, isn't it? So the arrival, and then it's a departure <coughs> to the next arrival. And basically, if you look at it over time, you're being driven like a herd. Yeah, you're being driven like a work animal in a sense. You can't stop to drink anything because the drinking has to have a reason. I'm drinking this so I can do more of whatever. You know, there's never a fucking point where there's just like, you know, you stop. Yeah, and as long as you're 
as long as your interest and attention is wedded to the thought system, you'll be driven, almost like a form of slavery. I've watched it because I was taking hikes. I was taking a hike with some people, and I watched them. And while they were hiking, they were like you could see their minds. It was like four steps ahead of them, and they were planning the next hike. Well, they were on this <laughs> this hike, and then in recovery, they go. You got to do 90 meetings in 90 days, and I, they say, "What meeting should I? How many meetings should I attend?" And I would say, "How about this one? <laughs> the one you're at would be a damn good one to attend." You know, what I mean? it's great to have a plan, but <laughs> attend this one. You know? <laughs> but if you attempt to do that, it's very difficult to feel you have enough value to stay there. The mind says, no, 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 no. The mental accountant comes up and starts punching. You're in a debit's condition. You've got to do a lot more to feel okay. <laughs> you can't stop now. You've got to keep going. You know what I mean? Well, you may have bought it a few times, but when you see through it, and all it is is about keeping going. It's never about arriving anywhere. Give up that idea. It isn't. It's not about culmination. It ain't. Yeah, it's about acquiring, but it's never satisfaction. It's all—it's just another form of addiction, if you watch it. Yeah, and you're not going to get relief from time if there's a reliance on the thought system because it's drenched in time. It's drenched in. This has to have meaning based on that and that. Yeah, there can't just be an inherent meaning of being okay now. It's more of. I'm doing and I'm going to have to become. Yeah? With this vague sense that you're not enough as is. Yeah? Or it could be a very strong sense. But you're going to leave this point. You're going to constantly want to leave where you are to get somewhere that's better. Yeah? So, and we're going to take the modality that's offered here, which is doing and having. And the promise is that you will be something. Yeah? Totally negating you are what I would call nothing now, but you will be something that will be much better than nothing, because at least there'll be you there to be that something. <laughs> so of course it'll be better than nothing, because you'll be there. You'll be special or somehow, somehow, yeah? And yet, has it ever really worked? Or is it just a fucking story to drive as a, just, it's like in a, a it goes with the, the, the slavery. It's like a, uh, one of those Negro hymnals where they used to work in the cotton field. They would be singing, but they were going to be in the cotton field, you know. We will be uh, relieved, but they never relieved, yeah? But they would keep singing, we will be relieved, with the hopes that they'd be relieved, but they never got relieved, yeah? This is like, I am going to arrive... And then I know all these behaviors will be dropped because the purpose of them will be done. They were there to motivate me, drive me to a point that's so much better than them. But isn't that, that's not the case, is it? It's a form of slavery, isn't it? Time has a huge influence in all of us. I don't mean just the clock. We're driven. The mental process is driven constantly with this thing called, well, it's, a, it's an aspect of its own mechanism called time, yeah? And yet, all of its promises of you're going to put it all down and you're going to really rest and you're going to really, when you arrive, that will be it. 
it will be done and everything will be different is just a fucking story. How can you be relieved of the effects of the system if you're taking yourself to be the system, being the thinker of it, yeah? How are you going to get relieved of all of the thought system's effects if you're an effect of the thought system? How can you expect to get freedom from self as a self? How can you expect to find the Buddha with the Buddha? To find the mind with the mind? To find the light with the light? On the opposite, how are you going to get out of self as a self? You're not that. If you're not that, then inherently you are never in self, and that's being out of it. Yeah? The experiencing of, of being out of it is not that you escape what you were in, it's a realization you were never in what you wanted to escape from. Yeah? That's the feeling of being out of self. Is the, is the clear realization you were never in a self. You were never a self. So there's no drive or need to get out of it. That's worthy of your attention and interest. The drives will keep coming up, the mental process will keep on keeping on, but it won't be worthy of your interest anymore. Your interest will have gone to different greener pastures. Yeah. So just entertain the possibility. Let it in. Selfing is like a thick membrane. The antidote is delivered like with the poison. You hear it conceptually, your mind thinks it gets it or understands it, but that's like the mail slot to this little enclosed membrane of selfing. It drops in there. The selfing reads the envelope thinks it got it, throws it away, and what's in the envelope is no thing, sort of grace or whatever, it gets out and starts eroding the system from inside. And then it will lead the little bouncing membrane of selfing somewhere where it will be confronted with things they can't cope with or deal with, and it will crack open, and then the mind will be freed. Yeah? The mind will leave the idea of being a self doesn't need to do anything else. It will just recognize, I'm not that. You know? I'm not all of that which is implying I'm a someone. All of that is just inferring that there's a someone. All of that is just assuming that there's a someone. All of that is just pointing that there's a someone. I have never seen that someone. I have never sensed that someone. There is no one there. I am that. Seeing of that, I am that. So there you go. My hand was giving me the cut it off. My manager. <laughs>